Hey guys, and welcome back to the In Fact Fanatics podcast. This is your host, Jordan Renton. And yeah, we're returning. We're back. We're back again after a bit of a break. And yeah, we're back with a bang, I think. We're back with episode 14, which is on a Premier League club again. And we're coming to you with the team that's flying high at the start of the season. It's Everton Football Club. And what better way to kick it off with an Everton supporter? And we've got Jaden, Jaden Hearn. How are you doing, Jaden? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Jordan. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Well, it's good to have you on, mate. Obviously, first time on the podcast, and hopefully we'll see you uh, much more in the future as well, and we can have you on more episodes. But yeah, it's good to have you on. And I'm here with my, obviously, my co-host, Theo. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jordan. I'm good doing stuff. good, mate. Good yeah. to be back. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good to be back. So we're talking about Everton Football Club, obviously had a cracking start to the season and obviously the top goal scorer, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, has really struck, struck gold for Everton this season and obviously I think Carlo has brought a lot to the club. But before we get into this season and how they're getting on, I'd just I'd like to, we like to ask all of our guests, Jaden, how did you get into Everton and, and what was your, what's your affiliation with the club? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, living in Cornwall, it's very, very isolated. There's no real football clubs. Plymouth yeah. Argyle is probably our closest one, but in terms of Premier League football, mm-hmm. you know, it was always uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always... And I used to love watching football, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I didn't like any of them, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I really, you know, the more I watched it, there were some, some players that I just loved to watch. Yeah. I loved watching uh, Arteta, Pienaar, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Kate. I liked Tim mm-hmm. Howard. I loved Leighton Baines, and I, I think like the reason I liked those players and the team, especially David Moyes' team back then, mm-hmm. they were gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, they had real grit. Yeah, they played with such determination and resilience, and that was just I loved that. Uh, that mm-hmm. really spoke volumes to me. And mm-hmm. the more I, you know, learned about the club, the more that I enjoyed watching them. And uh, eventually, um, I became a big, big fan of the club. Oh, that's no, that's that's a definite. That's a good story to have. Obviously, you see a lot of people like if they don't live in the area of the football club that they they support, a lot like live all over the place and they, they just go for the big teams, as you said. They go for the yeah. Liverpool's, Man City's, Man United's. Yeah. I remember when I was at school, there was not many people when you're in primary school supporting Man City, but when you got to high school, when they all got the money, yeah. a lot of them started following Man City, and it was it's yeah. kind of like oh well, they're they're not really going for the love of the game and. And, and for players that they, they enjoyed watching. But you're saying, obviously, you, you liked seeing the David Moyes yep. team and, and you enjoyed watching that. So, um, obviously, you mentioned a couple of players there, but who, who stood out exactly to you? Who, who was your pl- player that you, you enjoyed watching most, would you say? I, I think I'm going to have to go with Leighton Baines. Mm. He had an absolute wonderful left foot. Mm-hmm. For me, he was every bit as good as Ashley Cole was. And if it wasn't for the fact that Ashley Cole was such a good player, mm-hmm. Leighton Baines would have been England's starting left back. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I was, I, I was a huge fan of Baines. I remember when he was at Wigan and Everton, just before Everton picked him up, I think a few clubs yeah. were interested in him at the time. Yeah. I remember some of them were actually after him at, at one point because um, Steve Bruce was our manager, I think, with the time before he went to Everton. I think Steve Bruce was obviously managing him at Wigan and, and wanted him at someone. But obviously he went to Everton. And he's become a club legend, really. Yeah, at, at Everton, and and will be remembered for that. Theo, going to yourself, like what Everton players? Obviously, you've I, I've spoke to you in the past personally, but you've got slight strong opinions on Everton, and aren't a big fan of them. But what players did you think that that were good players that Everton had in the past? What what players did you like what or like watching or appreciate? Do you know what I mean? I just want to reiterate. I, I um, respect Everton fans 
because I think a bit like Birmingham, they are working class, good fans. But as a club, I have strong opinions on Everton. That, that's true. But in terms of players, Maro and Fellaini, mm-hmm. prime Fellaini, he was a beast for Everton. Yeah. Um, no, no denying that. And uh, also just one for the retro, uh, the retro uh, Premier League in, in about the 2008-2009 season. Victor Anichebe. Yeah. yeah. What an absolute unit yeah. he was up front for Everton. Uh, he, he was a legend. I always used to watch uh, Match of the Day mm-hmm. and enjoy watching a bit of Anichebe yeah. and Pinar. Yeah. So they've had some good players, Everton. Yeah. Not the players that set the world alight, mm-hmm. but some cult heroes in the Premier League, which, which I respect. Yeah. They did have Eto as well. Where'd that come from? Well, yes, oh yes, yes. yeah, did, yeah. Was that was it? Was that mm-hmm. after? Was that after stint at Chelsea, or was that just before? Was that? that. I think it was just after a stint. At it Chelsea. was, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but ah, he was a class player as well. And yeah. uh, uh, another player, Luis Saha. Uh, we can't forget yes. Luis Saha was a top striker as well forever. And then yeah, he, he done he done the yeah. business for them as well. So I, I quite like Luis Saha. I'm trying. Yeah, Yakubu. Yakubu. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yakubu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So and yeah, also, uh, Tony Hibbert. Big Tony Hibbert yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what, what a man, what a man. <laughs> Wasn't the most eye-catching player, but yeah, always, <laughs> always put a shift in, you got to say. you always yeah. got to say, yeah. put a shift in. I've, I've also got to give a shout-out to, obviously, you, you, you said Mikel Arteta, and I think Mikel Arteta, he's probably one of my favourite Everton players that, that played for the club, but I've got to give a shout-out for Seamus Coleman. I think the way yeah. he's come back from that leg break, that was horrific. Yeah. And, and the way he's come back... and. Fair enough. He's he's probably not going to ever be the same. Was never going to be the same, Seamus Coleman. But he adapted his game in order to yeah. to complement that side. And and Carlos kept him in the squad. So yeah. it, that, that's he's, just complements yeah. his attitude and, and his yeah. uh, game. So yeah. he's lost that yard, but he's so much smarter now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely the case. No, well, that's good. So that's good to get a bit of background on on why you support Everton. So going into the season and maybe a bit about the board as well and your opinions on on what's happening with Everton for the future. But firstly, going to what's your opinion of the board and Fahad Mashiri and obviously Bill Kenwright of the past and stuff. Do do you think Mashiri's taking this in the right direction now with obviously the stadium move and 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 other things that are happening with Everton? Do you think this is the right direction to go in? Yeah, I think he's not a footballer, man. And he's come in mm-hmm. and he's been very ambitious. He said from day one he wants the club to be winners. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, when Everton was uh, struggling, uh, you know, that second, third Martinez year up uh, through Cumin, Allardyce, Silva, mm-hmm. he, he was misdirected. But he's got himself the right people around him now, yeah. the right footballer people. And that ambition, you can really see, it's translated into the ambition of the players that we've uh, tried to sign and managed to sign. Mm-hmm. We've brought in Carlo Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he's very ambitious and he's put his money where his mouth is. He's invested. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's clear to see that he's invested and, and that he is interested in the club's future, obviously. Do you think the stadium move as well, though, that's that, that's on the horizon? Do you think this is the next step for Everton? With with the manager, the calibre manager now that you've got in Carlo, do you think that this is the next step for the club as a whole? To yeah, take, to make absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the most exciting bit is the fact that uh, Carlo said he wants to be there for the stadium move mm-hmm. and after. Yeah. No, he's, he's not in it uh, for a quick cash out. Mm-hmm. He's there and he wants to see the project all the way through. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really exciting. 
Yeah, definitely. Theo, going to yourself, like, how does Everton avoid what happened to West Ham? How do they avoid going, like, taking the heart out of the club? Obviously, obviously, a, a move to another stadium can affect the club massively and can fit, affect the fan base. But how do you think Everton should proceed with that and try and avoid what West Ham has kind of done and move into an, another complete different area? How do they avoid that as a football club? I think from starters, they just make sure they build a stadium where the, the seats are not a million miles away from the stadium, the grass, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, that, that would be a good idea. Um, I, I don't think Everton are in too much danger of that anyway. The problem with West Ham is the owners of West Ham are the same who owned Birmingham and the same mm-hmm. thing happened. Gold, Sullivan and Brady, they, they, I think from a business point of view, they're good, but in terms of people pleasers, they're, they're not really. The, mm-hmm. the new guy, um, Fawad uh, Moshri, Mashiri, sorry, um, fair play to him. He spent a lot of money and he, he's completely invested in the, in the club. I think he got let down a little by, by people he worked with last year in mm-hmm. terms of in the transfer market. And I think that's probably the only way that the Everton fans, he could lose them with maybe transfers or, or players he lets go, etc. But you can't ever say he's not, he doesn't lack any ambition because I think he's been very good to, to Everton so far. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, going to you, back to you, Jaden, the football director that, that you've now got is Marcel Brands. Do you think he's the man that's picking out this good talent? Do you think that's that's also a right step to have him? Because obviously he was at PSV Eindhoven beforehand, mm-hmm. but do you think his the business he's doing now, bringing in the likes of Hamas Rodriguez and, and the calibre of players that he's bringing in now, do you think he's he's the man to bringing this new revolution of Everton players. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think I really like about him is he's uh, he's very patient. He's very astute. He's a uh, you know he's a cool businessman if you like. Uh, yeah. And it's not just the big names like uh, Hamez that he's brought in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've seen anything of him. But uh, Niels and Kunku, mm. you seen him play at all? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of Niels and Kunku a wee bit. Yeah. They brought him for a quite a cheap fee. So yeah, um, two hundred fifty grand. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've never I've not really but, seen him play, but. Definitely a one for the future. Yeah. But the thing I like about uh, Marcel is the fact that he's got these eyes. Uh, you know, he's always looking to get the big names in, but not just the not just the big names, but mm-hmm. the personalities and the ability to match it. Yeah, he can spot. You know, he's great at getting these big line deals over the over yeah. the line, but also he finds these little hidden gems as well, and that's where he built his reputation from. Yeah, I'm hoping he see more of that as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you mentioned players he's brought in before, but at PSV Eindhoven, he brought in Hervin Lozano from Mexico. I don't know what club he was at beforehand, but brought in these players that, yeah, were really yeah. were really top players and have gone on to big things. But yeah, looking at some of the business he's done this window, we'll go through the whole team yeah. later on, but some of the the players that they've brought in, we'll, we'll go through one by one. But what's your opinion on, obviously, deadline day signing of Ben Godfrey? Do you think Ben Godfrey is a good player to have brought in? And yeah, what's what's your opinion of him? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't say I watched a great deal of him before mm. we signed him. So I mean, I, I you know, basing it off of what I've seen on YouTube and things like that, yeah, he he, he looks good. You know, he's mm-hmm. fast, he's strong, he's okay in the air. Mm-hmm. But the thing that stands out about him is the fact that he's uh, he's got the potential to become very tactically astute. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he seems smart. He hasn't yeah. had the right coaching yet to fully develop that. Mm-hmm. aspect of its game but you can see it's coming and I think under Carlo he's going to come on leaps and bounds mm-hmm. the uh, first game that he played for us it was the Liverpool game and I think it was only on the pitch for about 20 minutes mm-hmm. but he put a real shift in 
and I was really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he uh, he definitely struggled. Remember, he played Southampton, playing right back, but he's got very little experience in right back. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think one thing that does stand out is his work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very physically gifted. He's a hard worker. And I think as time goes on and he progresses that uh, technical side, I think he'll be a top, top player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, well, that's the thing. Going back to yourself, Theo, obviously Ben Godfrey at Norwich last season, a team that got relegated. Do you think that's, that might have impacted him? Or do you think he can le- learn from that experience to, to bring into this Everton squad and, and try and implement his style into the into the, either the centre-back or centre-defensive midfield role. Do you think he can be the starting centre-back or centre-defensive midfield for Everton? Yeah, yeah, he's a definitely starting centre-back mm-hmm. and he's got no real competition there, mm-hmm. really. It's not like he's gonna he's walking into a team where they've got two cracking cracking centre-halves anyway. I like Ben Godfrey. I think he's, he's a decent player and as Jaden said, the potential there is really, really good. And we have to remember last season he was playing in the Norwich side which were completely delusional and forgot that the whole point of being in the Premier League is to stay up, not just to play good football. And I think Ben Godfrey still stood out um, and played quite well. And I watched him against Southampton on Sunday, which was a poor performance by by the whole Everton team. But I, I thought he did a reasonably decent job yeah. against two tricky customers in Ings and uh, in Che Adams. So <laughs> it's a really nice signing for £20 million as well. Yeah. For a young English centre-half, you, you can't complain at that. No, you definitely can't. He's he's twenty two and room to grow, so it was uh, around about twenty five million. So, but again, it, it, five million extra. You said twenty million, but even five million extra for a twenty two year old. You, you for can me, have, it's pretty good. Five million, I take. Yeah, <laughs> Everton no, is not. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're gonna, you, you're definitely, if Everton decide to sell them in the future, they're definitely gonna make twice as much even once they decide if 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 they decide to let them go in the future. But yeah, definitely a top player, and as you said, probably not got as much competition at centre back. So yeah, definitely think he can implement himself into the side. Going on to another sign and a slightly older player, and that's Alan, uh, signed from Napoli. Carlo's one of Carlo's main men. He obviously was at Napoli before Everton, Carlo Angeloi, and he's taken the the midfield metronome. So, what have you seen from him so far, Jaden? That makes you think that Alan is is key to the Everton side. Do you think he's going to be a key figure this season and maybe the next couple? Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's uh, when I mentioned earlier about the players I used to love. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where they put in these gritty performances. Yeah, he's very much of that same kill. He's. He is, uh, yeah. You know, you see him, he celebrates his tackles. He throws his body on the line, mm-hmm. wears his heart on his sleeve. I, I, I think he's going to struggle in the Prem where he might have to rein it in a tiny bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's maybe throwing himself around a little bit too much, putting in unnecessary fouls. But yeah. that's also the style of player he was. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed we were severely lacking a player like that. And mm-hmm. we let Adrissa Gay go. And we never really replaced him. Well, we did. We got uh, Jean-Philippe Gabam in. But obviously, mm-hmm. he's been injured for 12 months. Yeah. Well, longer than that, I think. Yeah, um, so I don't know when it got injured, but yeah. But yeah, we've been really lacking a player like that. So obviously, we've got Alan now, and Gabamin's going to be coming back next month. Mm. So I, I think that's very exciting because we've gone from having a very weak midfield to some very, very strong options. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Gabamin. I, you know, obviously, I only saw him play one or two games with us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Alan brings a lot to the table and. You know, he can uh, help some of our younger players. Tom Davies, he's struggled a lot over the years. Yeah. And he's a player that can learn so much from a player like Alan. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I quite like Alana. The age does concern me slightly because obviously we do see players deteriorate um, over time. But for 20, 22 million, it's not a bad deal. And to get a player of that calibre to, to give you a couple of seasons, it's it's a decent decent deal. So, Theo, what's your opinion of Alan then? He's a decent player. He's a good signing for Everton. I think he's done he's done okay so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure of Alan uh, really in what he has to offer compared to my my problem with I know we're going to talk about another player Everton signed Dakure. You know with Dakure that Dakure is going to be a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Alan he's not really defensive and he's not really an attacking player. He kind of just roams the midfield. Mm-hmm. And for me. He's either really good or he's really bad. He's a bit inconsistent, Alan, in what he does. And I worry for Everton with the fact that they've got a midfield already that was a bit inconsistent. And mm-hmm. I slightly worry if he becomes one of those players. But but the price, and obviously he's an established international for Brazil, mm-hmm. it is the potential of a really good signing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he needed a new challenge. I think he was at Napoli for a few years. So I think this new challenge at Everton, it'll be good for him. So yeah, I definitely think he can be maybe a bit of a cult hero for Everton if, if he puts in the gritty performances, as, as Jaden said, of players in the past. So you mentioned there, Theo, um, another player is Abdullah Dukuri. So I've got an opinion about Abdullah Dukuri. I think, I think he's good, but I don't know if he's consistent enough. I think when he was at Watford, he was... He put in some exceptional performances sometimes, but sometimes he did go missing in games. And looking at the price, at 20 million, he is a 27-year-old, but obviously he has got relegated with Watford. And as I said, can be inconsistent. So do you fear that that's going to be the case? Do you think he's going to be an inconsistent player, Jaden? I think it's very, very early days. That's very much on the cards. But I think one thing that is worth considering is that now that the calibre of our midfield is so improved, you've got Sigurdsson that's stepping up. And the mm. one thing we've got now that we never had is competition. And mm. I think the competition, the threat of losing your spot, you know, you've got Tom Davies, you've got Sigurdsson, you've got Andre Gomez, you've got Gabamin. They're all chomping at the bit to get back into the starting eleven. Yeah. And I, I, I think we'll be seeing some very strong performances across the board simply mm-hmm. because of how much competition we've got now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think competition is always good to have at a club. And I do think having quality players is, is, is a thing to, to cherish when you have so many. But Theo, going to, to obviously, do you think, obviously we looked at, apart from Ben Godfrey, looking at the, the players they brought in, in central midfield and Alan Dakuri and a player we'll come on to talk about is James, obviously they're all over the age of 27. Do you think bringing in so many older players is a detriment to the squad? And do you think, for the future, do you think that's a bit of a detriment, not bringing in slightly younger players that can grow over time? What's your, what's your opinion on that? It's an interesting question you've poised there. It's quite a good one, actually. It just depends, really, um, on who's in charge. If Angelotti's in charge for the, the long term, then it's not necessarily a problem because you trust in his recruitment. And what Everton did need is leaders and proper players who can come in and make a difference. So at the moment, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, not a problem, but it could be if it's not addressed in the years to come. And, and as you quite rightly said in, in Jaden, these players are leaders so, like with Tom Davies, Tom Davies is actually quite a good central midfielder. And in, in the summer, he was rumoured to be leaving Everton. But hopefully, with the signing of Alain, the signing of a couple of other leaders as well, it may help him, mould him into the player we know he, he can become. And just a point on Dakura, I completely agree with what you said, actually. I actually think a player who's even better 
Dekure, and who's very underrated is actually Etienne Capou. And I think Capoue was the reason why Dekure was so good at Watford because of that partnership in midfield. So Dekure is a good player, but he does worry me a little because he's only consistently produced for a season, whereas Alan is consistently produced for four or five, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Can, can Alan be that Capoue almost figure to, to Dekure and to, to, to give him that support he needs? Because that's the thing with Dekure. I think he needed that support. And when you took Etienne Capoue out of the Watford side, you really saw Dekure's game drop a bit. He wasn't able to go and attack as much as he would like. And I, I think you do see that that change in his, in his game. So, yeah, I think it, it's one to keep an eye on, obviously, Abdullahi Dekure, but hopefully he can find a home at Everton and, yeah, can produce the goods, really. So they've got another couple of, obviously, a player in Nielsen Kunku, who Jaden just mentioned earlier. Do you know much about him then, Jaden? Because um, I, I personally don't know much about him, and I don't know if Theo does, but um, what's, your, what's your first impression of uh, Nielsen Kunku then? To be honest, uh, before I came to Everton, he's one of these players I'd never heard of. I think he was mm. Marseille's third-choice left-back. Mm. So, he, not a big name at all. Came for 250 grand. I didn't have particularly high expectations, Mm. That first performance he put in, it was in the uh, Carabao Cup. I can't remember who it was we played now. Mm. And yeah, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. He was strong. He was fast. He had a good cross on him. But the thing I liked is he, uh, you know, he didn't take a step back. He really stood up to the players. Um, he wasn't intimidated at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think as he got a bit more uh, match fitness, a bit more confidence, he was challenging Dean in terms of performances. Mm. Now, obviously, he wouldn't be displacing Dean in the Premier League, but in the Carabao Cup, you know, he, he was started because he, you know, he fought for that position, and he hasn't done anything to prove that he's not capable of it just yet. So yeah, I'm excited. I yeah. don't know how good, how high his ceiling is, but from what I can tell, he's got the potential to be a top player. Yeah, uh, he's only 19 years old, and it, it says on a transfer market he was in Marseille's B team, so that so their youth youth development team, and yeah, if if. As you said, you you watched the Carabao Cup game. If if he was playing in that, yeah, if if he's given the performance of of Luca Dina, if he's if he's able to produce that kind of performance, yeah, that's that's quite exciting. And hopefully, yeah, we can we can maybe see more of him in the future. So one last pl- well, there's another player that he signed, Robin Olsen. We won't cover Robin Olsen too much because he was brought on on a loan um, mm. from Roma. So and at the moment, I don't know. Obviously, but we'll we'll cover your current number one choice goalkeeper in, in a bit but I don't know if you'll be replacing or, or stepping up to the to the number one spot really Robin Olsen but going on to the main man and that's Hamas Rodriguez do you think did you ever think that was ever going to be a possibility a few years ago before Cal, Carlo Angelotti signing someone of the calibre of, of Hamas Rodriguez I, I I mean to be honest I had completely mixed feelings I mm. So I, I, I don't know uh, how you feel about it, Theo, but it, it seems like for countless years, Everton and West Ham were getting matched with exactly the same players. And I saw uh, Hammers being linked with us and West Ham last season. I thought, oh, it'll never happen. You know, it's just the, the usual sun tosh. But yeah, it happened. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. I, I got quite excited. And yeah, I wasn't put off by, uh, you know, his numbers last season because, you know, he fallen out of favour at Madrid with, with Zidane putting some top, top performances while he was at Bayern Munich. And his first seasons at Madrid were exceptional. And even mm-hmm. at Porto, you know, again, he was an exceptional player. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator is every time he's played with Ancelotti, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he, he's world-class. So I thought if he can replicate that form at Everton, 
then there's no reason not to be excited. And so far, the signs are very promising. Yeah, definitely. Theo, what's your opinion on James? Because we, we talked about it earlier. Do you think it was the right signing for Everton? Or do you think they could have done a bit better in terms of business for him? Or what's your opinions on, on James Rodriguez going to Everton? James Rodriguez is, a, is an interesting player. And there's no denying that he is and had the potential to become one of the best players in the, in the world. For me, James Rodriguez's career has been really stop-start and he's made some poor decisions in which he's been linked with many, many clubs. You remember that goal he scored against um, Uruguay at the, the World Cup? What yeah, a goal that was. And that's when he really introduced himself. Statistically speaking, James Rodriguez is good. But if you peer at the numbers and you look at the, his spells, he only really plays 10 games, 15 games a season before getting injured. Season after season, he either loses favour he gets injured, he, he's not fit. And really, if a player keeps, this keeps happening, a player keeps falling out of favour, you start to wonder, well, maybe the player's the problem, maybe it's not the club. And that's my only concern with James Rodriguez. He starts really good, like he's done at Everton, and there was no denying that was going to happen. But I would not be surprised if James Rodriguez really does drop off pretty soon. So that's why I'm not getting too carried away with him. But if there's any man who can get more out of him than he should, it's Angelotti. And there's no denying that Hammers Rodriguez transform, transforms Everton from a, a, a decent team to a really, really solid team. So he's an exciting signing. The price they paid for him was next to nothing, I heard as well. It was but nothing. It was nothing, yeah. yeah it was free, it, which is, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it was wages, but wasn't it? for me, it's just, let's wait and see. He's got more to do than, he, he owes it to Angelotti, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. As you said, it, you were mentioning there, you think this maybe might be just a honeymoon period for, for, for Rodriguez. I, I, I can kind of relate, I can understand why you think that, because we, as you said, he was in and out of favour uh, with Real Madrid. But in my opinion, that's a lot with Real Madrid as a club. A lot of players go there and, and they don't really fulfil the potential. And I think that 2014 World Cup might have been not just, obviously he had that uprise, but I also think it was a bit of his downfall as well at the same time. Mm. Going to a club of Real Madrid's quality and standard, it's exciting. But if you don't, if you don't hit it off with a bang, sometimes it, it, can, be, it can hurt you. In. And we've seen that with countless players, obviously Gareth Bale. We're seeing it now with Esco. Esco's out of favour at the club. Obviously, Luka Modric is probably the exception to, to, to the players that have come in at Real Madrid. Obviously, didn't start off well, Luka Modric, but has gone, gone on to be a club legend for Real Madrid. But... For most players, when you fall out of favour at Real Madrid, you never really see the same player and you're never really going to make your way back into that into the football club, into, into that squad. So yeah, I, I think I'm excited by James Rodriguez. I think the one thing I, I'm a bit concerned of, and I do think it does concern me a wee bit, is that even though I think he is a quality player, I think obviously his build, and I think once players understand his game and start to figure out his game, they're going to start to bully him a bit. And I think the Premier League is, 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 it's not the most kindest of leagues. It's, it's a tough yeah. man's league. And, and I think once they start to start knocking him over and giving him a shoulder bar here and there, a jab here and there, I think, I think he's going to start to struggle. But I don't know what you think of that, Jaden. Do you think that maybe once opposition start figuring out his weaknesses, they'll, they'll start targeting that? Yeah, I, I think the biggest problem we've got at the moment is 
James Rodriguez, from what I've seen, he's the best player on the pitch in every game, or he's at least the best player on the Everton side. And yeah, I, I found especially when we uh, played Southampton, he was just marked out of the game. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can totally uh, see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think as the quality of Everton improves, mm-hmm. you've got equally lethal players. You've got uh, Calvert-Lewin, you've got Richarlison. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get the midfield chipping in with goals and uh, adding that danger themselves, I think it's going to be hard to mark him out of the game because mm-hmm. there's so many other people to concentrate on as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think he might struggle with the physical side, like you said. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's such an intelligent footballer that I don't know. I, I think he'll do just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, that's the thing. Looking at the signing, I think that's it is a quality signing. And for a team like Everton, I don't think they could have got better for the, the value value of money. They, they didn't pay him anything apart from... Uh, they are paying him a big wage, to be fair. But for the quality of you're going to get, and I think the quality of performance week in and week out, I think you're going to get at least a six over a six or a seven out of ten every week yeah. he's going to he's going to put his heart into it and I think that's the thing obviously we're mentioning Real Madrid and that he struggled at Real Madrid but I think what Hamas is and and this is linked to obviously his nationality being Colombian I think he likes being a big fish in a small pond yeah. and I think I think he quite likes that concept of, of of being one of the leaders in the in the football club and I don't think he was ever going to be that at both Real Madrid and obviously when he was on loan at Bayern, he was never going to be the main figurehead in that team. But Everton, I think he can be one of those role models and leaders in the in, in the football club and, and in the squad itself. So yeah, going on to some of the players that have been at Everton for a couple of seasons now, but going to the first one and, and one of the major talking points because of the mistake he made or almost made in the derby, in the Merseyside derby, and that's Jordan Pickford. So, Jaden, what's your opinion on Jordan Pickford? And do you think he should remain as both probably Everton and England's number one as well? What's your opinion on that? You know, I, I back Jordan Pickford because, as far as I'm concerned, he's Everton's starting goalkeeper. And you don't ever want to see your players fail. And, yeah, he's frustrating. But there's a player in there. For the first two seasons he played for us, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And he had two great years playing as England's number one. Mm-hmm. He's hit a rough patch. I don't know if that's confidence issues, either overconfidence or lack of confidence. Uh, mm. he, he's, he's hard to figure out. Uh, I genuinely can't tell with him. But yeah, I, I think he'll see through it because if he's got Ancelotti's back in and mm. Ancelotti's publicly backed in, mm. then that's good enough for me. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. a far more experienced football man than I am and uh, he's good enough for Ancelotti, then I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he does look like he's got a mistake in him every game at the moment and I would really really like to see us strengthen that position in the next window uh, I don't know much about Olsen I, I don't think he's uh, going to be coming in to replace Jordan Pickford as a starting goalkeeper mm-hmm. but maybe push him on a little bit but yeah I, I think it is definitely a position that we might need to look at uh, you know getting a new number one uh, for the future seasons yeah, definitely. What's your, what's your opinion then, Theo, of obviously Jordan Pickford? And do you think that Everton, this may be his last season at Everton as the main, main current goalkeeper? Or do you think he, he can rebuild himself, obviously, after countless mistakes at Everton? Do you think he can start to improve and, and work on his game with, with, obviously, Carlo's coaching staff and, and Carlo himself? Do you think he can do it? Or, or do you think this may be the, the final season for him? I like Jordan Pickford. I, I actually feel a little bit sorry for him. I mm. mean, he's he's actually an, he's actually a decent goalkeeper. He's just gone for a really rough rough spell at the moment. 
I definitely think Everton is worthwhile putting faith in him. I mean, you look at Jordan Pickford's performances for England, for example. I mean, he is flawless for England. Jordan Pickford's distribution is fantastic as well. The problem Pickford has is he tries to be a sweeper keeper. He tries to be something that he's not. But I like Pickford and I hope Everton don't replace him. The signing of Robin Olsen is a really poor signing because he's not going to challenge. I mean, Olsen, Olsen was on loan at Cagliari last season after yeah. getting sent there from Roma and he conceded a shed load of goals. So I wouldn't think that's necessarily anything other than just an emergency goalkeeper. Because I think they looked and went, oh, we've got Jonas Losel. Oh, that's great. We, we need someone else in. <laughs> but I like, I like Jordan Pickford. I think he's a decent guy. I was really impressed with Pickford at Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I really hope... Pickford deserves to be England's number one. I'm not having any of this Nick Pope rubbish. So, yeah, I hope he rebuilds his career. I really do. Because he's a, he's a good lad. And just one other point I'd like to make. I've been hearing a lot of Pickford should have got done for what he did to Van Dijk in the Liverpool yeah. game. What a load of rubbish. Pickford <laughs> did not set out to injure him. He did not set out to put him out of football for eight months, nine months. He made a, an error. And at the end of the day, because of that error, he actually got his team a point. So, look, Jordan Pickford didn't mean it. Leave it at that. If you break a player's leg in a game, you don't go, he should be out for the whole time, should he? It's just a, a, an error. It's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I personally think it was a really bad challenge and, and maybe a three-match ban might have been in order, maybe. But I, again, that's up to the football authorities. We can't make that decision as fans and I don't think that's that's up to us, that's up to them. Again, whether it was deliberate or not, I don't think he... He's he's not the kind of person, Jordan Pickford, and, and this is coming, obviously, uh, you mentioned obviously his time at Sunderland. I watched a lot of him growing as a, as a goalkeeper. I remember that. Obviously, the season when we got relegated from the Premier League, he was in goals for us. But he was the only one of the... Well, apart from him and Jermaine Defoe, they were the two standout players for us. And I got to say, when when you watch Pickford... And as you said, Theo, obviously, when you watch Pickford, he's the best part of him is, one, is distribution, and also, two, is, sh- is quick shot-stopping. He is really good at that. And as you said, he's making this mistake of... Of figuring out what goalkeeper he is. He's not going to be a Manuel Neuer, never going to be a Manuel Neuer. There's, there's not many goalkeepers that are sweeper keepers that are good at it. I think at, the only ones I can really think of at the moment is Manuel Neuer and possibly you're you're looking at maybe Allison and Ederson maybe as the, as the next two upcoming ones. But, but even again, Ederson, he, he, makes, he makes too many mistakes at the moment trying to be what he's not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, 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 he's not that goalkeeper. And I think he needs to find back to his roots and, and look at his, his past performances for his early, early, obviously, his earlier career with Sunderland and then his first few seasons at Everton as well. Look to them, them performances to, to, to build upon. But Sorry, yeah, look at... Jordan, if I may, just about yeah. that Van Dijk tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I can appreciate about the three-match ban thing. I, I fully yeah. understand. But what you've also got to remember is that you can't ban a player because of because the player's gotten injured. You know, the injury is almost irrelevant. Yeah, it's nature of the challenge. But and you you can go to violent conduct. Is it classed as yeah. violent conduct? Uh, they... that, that, that's what that's what it would be classed as if 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 they decided. But again, it's it's up to the football authorities. For me, that's a, that's more of a fight, fight or flight reaction. He's made yeah. an error probably with his positioning, and he that made it through thing. probably poor, yeah, through poor goalkeeper training. That's how mm. he's thought he should yeah. deal with it. But yeah. it's it's if you ban a player for that, 
then yeah. I'm going to have to stop watching football because mm. it, it's just not a ban. You know, it's a, it's a bad challenge. They, they yeah. should have given a penalty and sent him off. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing is that it, it, obviously you're saying it is a sending off. Should, should that come after the incident? It, no. If the ref and VAR misses it, which is brought in to do, then yeah. see you later. Uh, well, we've got we've got a whole we're gonna to have to do a whole episode on VAR for you. We're gonna definitely have to do that in the future because yeah, that's that's, that's a that's, that's a huge mess. I've got to say the 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 goal in the ninety odd minute when Henderson scored that that's that was ridiculous. But as in well. all fairness, talking of Pickford, ridiculous. the big problem with that whole thing was he should have saved that shot. Oh, should that's the anyway. thing with Pickford. Like yeah. he needs to go back, as we've said, to the basics because I could have saved that. Yeah, anyone could have saved that. I think so. Yeah, but I got to say that. I think he needs another chance and hopefully Carlo and his, his coaching staff can bring it bring it out in him. But maybe looking towards other goalkeepers, obviously we mentioned Robin Olsen, he's probably not the quality that they need to, as backup. Is there any goalkeepers, uh, Jaden, that you can think of that can maybe come in to, to challenge Pickford and to, to maybe give him some confidence as well, behind him as well, to, to maybe boost him up and, and improve, make him improve his game, if you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, sorry, I wasn't prepared for that question at all. Um... <laughs> No, um, just, just anyone off the top of your head, really. I, I mean, we have been linked, and it is a very, very tenuous link mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Right, okay. Obviously, yeah. Link coming up, uh, his contract's running out. Mm-hmm. That's a potential. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen much of him. I know he's a very good player, very young, mm-hmm. got a very, very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a player I'd quite like to see in. Yeah. To be honest, I, I do really like, you know, the traditional English goalkeepers, you know, I really like watching that. Right. Uh, Dean Henderson. I really do like Jordan Pickford. These, uh, you know, traditional goalkeepers. That mm-hmm. So someone in, of that kiln, I'd be very happy. And yeah, I'm happy to stand by uh, Pickford unless a better option does present itself. Yeah, no, that's that, that's that's some good shouts. Obviously, Donnarumma's he's been hyped up for for a while now, and obviously his, his time up is, is if he's is, if his contract's coming to an end. It, AC Milan, and if they if they're not really kicking on, I, th- I could see him moving on. I do think he'll go to probably another giant. I, I think yeah. PSG maybe might be after him. I think they've been looking for for a long term. Obviously, they've got Kaelin Navas, but I could see them going after someone like Donnarumma. Theo, is there anyone that you can think of that Everton could maybe go for uh, to help Pickford as well? Is, is there anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't obviously do it, but uh, I'd be looking at Matty Ryan, uh, the Brighton goalkeeper. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. He is. I think he's. I think he's awesome. So and and he'd be quite cheap as well. I reckon you could get him for under twenty million. So him or or if all all um all failed, I'd, I'd go for Kepper at Chelsea because I feel like Angelotti is the man to revive careers, and there's a good goalkeeper in there, yeah. um, and it's not a bad shout really. Yeah, that, that that is an interesting one. Yeah, Kepper. I I think Kepper will go back to Spain. I think he he needs to probably go back there. I think if he goes to Everton, I don't think he'll be accepted. That's my that's my worry. I don't think Everton will accept that. And I think it'd be like yeah. we're bringing in another I, calamity. I, I'd want to see him as our starting goalkeeper. <laughs> you you would you wouldn't or you you would. I, I would. No, I wouldn't. No. Happy Pickford. Yeah, yeah. You only need one calamity goalkeeper, and I think that's one of the. Yeah. 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 One one of the other suggestions that I thought of, and he's been at Liverpool before, but 
not many people knew knew of him until he, he until he's been in the German league. And it's Peter Galashi at Leipzig yeah. as well. I, I I quite like Peter Galashi. I think he's a he's a decent goalkeeper. He's, he's thirty years old, so he's a bit older. But I think bringing him in would be would be a worthwhile shout. I think he's done really well at RB Leipzig, and I, I think he's he's worth taking a look at. And if if he's lived in the area before, maybe he, yeah. he's low English, and I, I don't think that's a bad shout personally as well. I think maybe worth. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He's not old for a goalkeeper. Yeah. I'm not age like that. That's mm-hmm. you know, if they're a good goalkeeper and they offer some. If they offer an improvement, then yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, Theo, you were shaking he- your head to that. Just get a quick comment. Why, why not Galassi? Do you not rate him as a goalkeeper? He's poor goalkeeper. I've watched plenty of Galassi, and he's just the same as Roman Berkey. Makes good saves and then just drops clangers. He's he's poor. Mm, mm. That's no, that's fair enough if you've watched uh, um, a lot of them. But yeah, there, there's a number of goalkeepers that Everton could probably go for, and I definitely think the under Marcel Brands, I think they'll find someone if they yeah. do decide to, to obviously bring in a competition. I don't think Robin Olsen. We we all agree. I don't think Robin Olsen's at the caliber that Everton need to challenge Pickford. So I definitely think bringing in a goalkeeper would be worthwhile. But I think Marcel Brands, he'll he'll know who Carlo wants, and yeah, I think they'll definitely bring in good cover for the future for Pickford. So yeah, moving on to the, the defence. And yeah, they've Everton have got some good players. Obviously, we've talked about Ben Goffrey, so we don't have to go for him too much as well. But I think he has got some decent partners alongside him. But I do think they could do with maybe someone extra at centre-back. Looking at some of the players that they've already got, Michael Keane, Jaden, what's your opinion? We'll get quick opinions on, on some of these players, but what's your opinion on Michael Keane? I really, really like Michael Keane. He struggled with consistency um, under managers. Mm-hmm. He had uh, one good season with Marcus Silva. Mm-hmm. He had a good season with Ronald Koeman. He really struggled under Allardyce because he played with that awful injury. But yeah, there's a player in there. He's a confidence player. And I think if Everton gets a bit of momentum, a bit of form, he maintains his top performances. And I think we'll see a different player this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Theo, would you say you would you play Keane alongside Godfrey or would you go for Yeri Mina instead? Who would who would you put alongside Godfrey at the back? Easy one. Michael Keane. Um, Yeri Mina is just a, a walking disaster. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he, walking's interesting. He's probably, he's a crawling because he's been <laughs> Oh no, that's fair enough. So what do you think Michael Keane brings to this team then, Theo? Some of the attributes that he brings and do, does he complement Godfrey well or do you think the Everton could do with someone else instead of him. Do you think they should be bringing in someone else? That that's a good question. That is, I actually like Michael Keane. I think he's he's a good player. I don't think they need anyone else at the moment. Although you know, obviously, you could say, well, if they went to sign, you know, Manolas or Romanoli or some some big name, you you wouldn't say no. Yeah. But Michael Keane reads the game well. He's strong. He's fearless. And what I like is the fact that he's improved. Because his first season, he had so much criticism, which was so unfair, probably because he cost 30 million and he's English. But he seems to be quite strong mentally and he's accepted his performances last season weren't good enough. And this season, he's been great. And he's he's just a good, he's just an Everton player. He reminds me a bit, obviously, they don't look the same, they don't play the same. But in terms of Jagielka, in what he can become for Everton, that kind of you know mainstay at the back. So I like Michael Keane. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's some good shouts there. Do you agree, Jaden, about Theo's comment on Yeri Mina? Do you think he is a good player? Or what's your opinion on Yeri Mina? Because obviously we've seen, was it Salah's goal? Obviously Yeri Mina was not doing his, his due diligence, marking one of the, the most lethal players in the Premier League, really. And Do you think he is 
a calamity player as well. Do you think? What's your opinion on him? You see, the first thing I was going to say is it's too early to tell, but he's been with us for two seasons, mm-hmm. and I sums us up, sums him up. I think he's extremely replaceable. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen him put in some great performances, and I've seen him put in some awful performances. Mm. And in defence, you can't afford to carry anyone. Mm. So unless they're going to be guaranteed putting in consistently good performances, yeah. then I would definitely be looking to drop Yuri Mina. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is there anyone that Everton's been linked with then, Jaden, in terms of players uh, at centre-back? Obviously, they've got uh, Mason Holgate as well. I think he can make it, maybe make it a step up, or do you think they need to be looking for someone else to, to be bringing into the squad? And As I said, uh, uh, has Everton been linked with anyone in particular? So I, I think Mason Holgate, again, he's really stepped up in the past 18 months when I've seen him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since he came back from that loan, He's just been totally different. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be looking to play Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey together. I think they're too similar. Mm-hmm. They've both uh, got smaller profiles at centre-half. Neither of them are that great in the air. So I think uh, Michael Keane and either Ben Godfrey or Mason Holgate complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. So to strengthen our defence, I would be looking to replace Yerry Mina with someone that can complement uh, either Holgate or Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, names off the top of my head, I I can't really think of one. I, I know that we were linked with uh, Lascelles a couple of seasons ago. All right, yeah. Lascelles, I think he's struggled at Newcastle this season and last season. Mm-hmm. I would actually be quite excited if we were to take a gamble on him. I think he offers a lot. And yeah, I think it, Everton might be a good place for him to rebuild his form and his career. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Theo, can you think, obviously I've seen you laughing at Mason Holgate's name being mentioned, so just obviously a quick opinion on him, but is there anyone else that you can think of that can maybe come into this Everton squad and take Yeri Mina's position? I can't stand myself. <laughs> I don't know how he's, how he's stumbled into like the Everton first team and all that this season. Mm-hmm. is fair play to him. Like, he, he's, he, he's good at conning his way into a job. Mm-hmm. But that's just, I, don't, I just don't like. I don't think he, he's a very good player. He's got the aggression and passion, but for me, that, that's about it. The Lascelles shout was a really good one, actually. I quite like mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Um, for me, I don't think Everton need quite. I don't think they need a big physical presence. Uh, the lad who's at Leon stood out. The mm-hmm. Anderson, the Danish guy. He's at he, Fulham. He's, he's at Fulham now. He's at Fulham now. Okay, yeah, well, Fulham. Get that because. He sadly only got uh, injured. I think he got injured for the season actually when he joined Fulham. Uh, he brilliant. He got injured. So well played uh, to him. That, that's good. Then. So <laughs> he, won't, he won't be tainted. But I like the, the that tap, who we've mentioned a few times in the podcast. Tap tap sober from Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. good centre back who. Uh, By Leverkusen. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's a good shout. I've gone for a slightly older player that I was looking at. Uh, well, a 28-year-old, obviously, up the uh, Carlo Angelotti kind of route. I was kind of looking at players that they could sign, and, and I think at that age back, it would be good signings, actually. And it was a guy from Eintracht Frankfurt, which was Martin Hinterdegger, an Austrian centre-back. He's he's actually done, he done really well last season, got nine goals from centre-back. Um, so he's a threat in the air from corners. And yeah, he got one assist as well. But looking at his tackle numbers, they're really good. 2.2 tackles per match as well and 1.2 interceptions. His passes per match, he's got over 50 passes, but only a 75% accuracy. So it's not that great in terms of accuracy. But I think under a more controlled team and a slightly better team, because I think what Frankfurt are known for, they're quite a counter-attacking team. Whereas I think Everton, they'll have more control on the ball. And I think he'll suit that 
that game style. He's also got four long balls and 2.6 clearances. And looking at his disciplinary, it's, it's actually really good as well. 14 yellow cards, which isn't too bad, but no red cards. So, so that's really good. And he's played over 45, he played 45, over 45 matches in all competitions as well. So he was hardly ever injured for a mid-table Frankfurt side. And I definitely think you could get him under 25 million. I think that would be yeah. uh, quite a good, good bracket. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think he, he, he's a standout candidate in my opinion. For, for Everton to go for. So yeah, there's a, there's a number of options. Obviously, Theo mentioned, mentioned Tapsoba. You mentioned Jamal Lascelles at Newcastle. I, I definitely think there's a good number of options out there. Another small shout out I'd give out is John Egan at Sheffield United. I think he's he's had a good career and has started to show himself. The only thing I think with John Egan is his disciplinary can be a bit poor. He's had a couple of sending offs last season for, for Sheffield United. But I think... He's been trained under a good Chris Wilder side, so I think he, he wouldn't have any problems with uh, defending and, and making sure he's in, in the right position compared to someone like Yeri Mina. So definitely a player to, to possibly look at. So yeah, that, that's some good suggestion, guys, for, for centre-back. Moving on to the full-backs, at right-back, obviously what Seamus Coleman, and we, we mentioned him earlier how, how he's had a renaissance of a career if you know what I mean in terms of coming back from that huge injury but there's not many others to cover him obviously John Joe Kenny is the only other one really there is there any right backs that can, we can think of that can maybe come in as well is, is there anyone being linked Jaden off the top of your head that's been mentioned throughout the transfer windows I mean one name that was mentioned at the start of this transfer window was uh, Kenny Tete I think he was uh, yeah he's at Fulham as well he went to Fulham. yeah I know so I was quite disappointed when that one went through so yeah, off the top of my head, really, it's like all the players that we were linked with, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really see come to fruition. And I'm quite disappointed at that because right back is one position that does really need strengthening. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I love Seamus Coleman as much as the next guy, but I say he's getting on. He's not even that old, but he, he has lost that yard. And although he's still a great player, I think he's going to be a better backup player to a good right back coming in. I think he's, that is a position that definitely needs strengthening as soon as possible. Yeah. Because uh, we've got no cover. John Joe Kenny, uh, not a great player. He had an average season while he was at Schalke. Mm-hmm. But I can't see him playing much for us unless, obviously, um, Coleman's injured. But Kenny's injured himself at the moment, so we won't be seeing him anytime soon either. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Well, I think I feel sorry for John Joe Kenny a wee bit at Schalke because I think Schalke... They're a mess of a club right now. They're a mess of a club for the last few years. Their, their, their financial situation is horrible. But is there anyone that you can think of then, Theo? I've got a name personally, but I'll, I'll like to hear what you think about maybe bringing in a, a right-back to compete with Coleman. Is there anyone that you can think of? Max Ahrens. Yes. Yeah, Max Ahrens is a good full-back. Yeah. I think you could get him for, for reasonably cheap, especially because they let Jamal Lewis go for 15. Mm-hmm. I think Everton are, are okay. I think Seamus Coleman's an absolute legend. I'd just mm-hmm. like to say he's an absolute legend, brilliant player as well, and he's, he's, he's awesome. I think he's got another couple of seasons uh, in him. So I think Everton have missed out as a Tete. Even that lad who West Ham signed, that Kufal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone like him, because... Sparta Prague, West Ham's business, Kufal and Suchek, that is impressive. Yes. Super impressive. Good. Them yeah. two are great. So maybe if Everton look out the outside the box in yeah. this one, maybe trying to get a little bit of a bargain in. Of course, if they wanted to really go for someone, you could look at Mbabu at Wolfsburg. Yeah, Mbabu, that would be an interesting one. But he's, he's I want to play- see what he can do. 
he's also been in the English leagues before. Was at Newcastle as a young, yes, young kid yeah, as well. Newcastle. So yeah. I actually forgot. I was like, I, I recognised the name, and I remember when he was at uh, looking at Wolfsburg. I was like, yeah. I'm sure this guy was at Newcastle at one point. I remember the name, and yeah, he's he's really kicked on since going to the German Bundesliga. Really kicked on. A couple of players, obviously, you mentioned players they missed out on. I think Matty Cash would have been a really good signing from yeah. Forest. He's, he's gone to Villa. I think I think he's a decent player, Theo, and, and obviously he's at Aston Villa. Obviously, your rivals now, but. I've got to say, I, I, I am a good fan of Matty Cash. Fantastic like waste of money by Aston Villa. Fantastic. It's not, that, it's not that much money, though. It was about 10 million, oh, was that about? Or 15, for Ma- 15 for Matty Cash. It 15, well, it, it's, it's a risk, but I, I don't think it's a, a bad risk at all. I think that's, that's what you're paying for now, for an English right-back, for a younger right-back as well. But I think the one player that really stands out, and I think he will go to a top-four club, is Tariq Lamptey. Brighton, he's really had a he has had a fantastic start to the season, I've got to say. So if Everton can get in there quick and oh, maybe yeah. persuade him, I think that would be a top class uh, right back to go for because he's, he's really... a more attacking version than Wan Bissaka, which is exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, maybe it, not as defensive, it, but he's awesome. Well, a lot of people are saying Chelsea Chelsea should go for him, but they've got Reese James at the moment. I think bringing yeah, in something he like that. Go back to Chelsea. Yeah, well, he was. He was, he, was he was. He left Chelsea, but. I definitely think if Everton can persuade someone like Tariq Lamptey, I think, oh, you, you've got a top player and he's he's only 20 years old. So you're not you're not risking if you pay mm. 30, 40 million even. You're not really yeah. risking it. I think it's worth going for. Um, Hands down, he's the best shout for a right yeah, back. No de- question about it. Definitely, definitely. Great. Definitely. So that's that. That's the player that, that they should go for is, is Tariq Lamptey, Brighton. So yeah, at left back, Lukadinha. Yeah. We've obviously covered Niels and Kunku. Uh, or yeah, we've covered him already as a as a backup. But yeah. Lukadinha, Jaden. What obviously? How how good has he been since he's came from Barcelona? Because I remember when he was at Barcelona, I was I was thinking, oh, this guy's just a deadwood at Barcelona. He was uh-huh. he was quite he was quite one of these players that were like, well, he's never going to make the a real contribution. But I've got to say, I've been hugely impressed since he's gone to. Yeah. I think um, when he was at PSG, he was uh, he was a good player. But yeah, he never really stood out at Roma. Again, good player, never really nailed down that position. Barcelona, he put in a few good performances, but he was never going to displace Jordi Alba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came to us. Um, he's pretty much a guaranteed starter. And my goodness, what a signing he was! Every single match, he's putting in solid numbers. You know, you can always guarantee he's our one reliable output. You know, uh, I find that Richarlison, Calvert Lewin. Hammers, Sigurdsson, you know, they, they've all been fairly easy to be marked out of the game at times. Mm-hmm. But Luca Dean's always dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. The amount of times you see him whipping in that trademarked cross. And uh, this season, we've had Calvert Lewin to head them in. But he's mm-hmm. been doing that season upon season. Mm-hmm. And this is the first season that we've actually managed to capitalise on it. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a brilliant player. Yeah. I've got to say, if if Andy Robertson wasn't in in the Premier League, I think Luca Dinia would one, be one of the classed as one of the best yes. in the league. I think he'd be up there with one of the best because you look at other teams like Man City; they've had numerous left backs that haven't really succeeded. Yeah. You look at Chelsea; they've got Marcus yeah. Alonso, Ben Chilwell. Obviously, I think he's coming now. Obviously, mm. and I think he's a good he's a good left back. But even then, I think Luca Dinia is is a real top player. So yeah, Theo, what's your qu- a qu- quick opinion of, on Luca Dinia? Yeah, solid, solid fullback, good signing for Everton, and he's he's a position that doesn't need strengthening. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely that 
that's that's good. And that's covered the defence, I think, really well, guys. Moving on to midfield, obviously we'll move on to Gabaman, um, who you mentioned earlier, Jaden. Do you yep. think he deserve, obviously gets another chance? If and Does his fitness worry you in terms of how long it's taken for him to get back? Do you think that does worry you as, as a fan? No, no, quite the opposite, actually. I think because he did make, I think it was like a half a match return, but he right. was rushed back from injury right. too quickly. Mm-hmm. He got injured. And this time, now that we've got a fairly solid midfield, mm-hmm. you know, Ancelotti's, he, you know, he's letting him take his time, letting him come back fully fit. And I think we'll see a really good player there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Theo, do you think Gabaman gets another chance at Everton? And does he, does he play alongside Alan or does he... Do they interchange uh, from game to game? He's not really a player of. Surprise! You'll be shocked here. He's not really a player I've actually seen much of. Mm. He'll get another chance, but I can't. I can't comment until yeah. I see him play. So yeah, definitely not. Well, that's the thing. I think he got injured quite early on after he, he signed for Everton, obviously replacing Edris Gay, and definitely a player that I think deserves another chance. Moving on to other players, Mo Besic, I think he's going to be out the door. He's been on numerous yeah. loan spells. He's, he's, he's going to be leaving the club. I think he's been in the championship before. And I, think I forgot that... he was still alive. <laughs> fair enough, Fiona. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Maybe he, could, he, could, he, could, he could do a job for Blues, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah take <laughs> him there. <laughs> Good stuff. Looking at other players, obviously we mentioned the signings Alan and Takuri. Good players. But... One player that I know Theo's got a strong opinion on, and I'll go to him first, Andre Gomez. <laughs> Theo, you, you really don't like Andre Gomez at all, and you don't think he's really a, a player that's worthwhile having in, in this Everton squad. Why, why is that? No, I don't see what he does on the field. I know he, got, he broke his leg. But that's probably his only contribution. He doesn't score. He doesn't attack. He doesn't defend. He doesn't pass particularly well. For me, he just hugs up space. He, he's the weak link in, in the midfield. I'm not a fan of him. I, I'm not a fan of... Of him, even in his career, I can't see what he's really done. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't know. I don't know what he does. That's that's my issue with Andre Gomez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you would you agree with that, Jaden? Or what? Yeah. What, what's your like, counterpoint to that? So I, I I like Andre Gomez. I don't think he's a nailed on starter, and it's in another position that if we're in the situation to strengthen, we definitely should. Mm-hmm. One thing I do like about him, and this doesn't work in every game but he slows the play down. Sometimes it's nice to have a player to speed the play up, ping balls left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. Andre Gomez, he just slows it right down. He keeps control of the ball. He'll dribble himself out and he'll pick a simple pass. Mm-hmm. He, he's not necessarily the most ambitious central midfielder and mm-hmm. I, I would like to see him uh, with a better attacking output or a defensive output or just, just something. And yeah, I do definitely agree with Theo. But I do like the fact that he does sometimes just grab the game by the reins and just slow it right down and just take that little bit of momentum out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think you've got to have that player sometimes in there that, that isn't always the man to, to, to make that cutting edge pass, to, to create yeah. everything. I think you need sometimes that player. Whether Andre Gomez is, is good enough uh, mm. and, and whether that's whatever it needs because yeah. I think Alan could do that job easily and, yeah. and, and could cover that position easily and you can maybe get a more box-to-box central midfielder and maybe Takuri is that mm. maybe Takuri is that guy to do that but yeah, I think there's, there's possibly players out there do you think that you need to bring in another central midfielder then Jaden or do you think you've got enough cover at the moment there? I, I, I think uh, I, I think if we were to have another window as good as this one then yeah, it's something that we should strengthen but mm-hmm. I don't think he, it's an urgent replacement necessary when you've got other midfielders that are stepping up. 
Uh-huh. I don't think it's a priority, but yeah, I, I would like to see central midfield strengthened again. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anyone that comes off the top of my head maybe that you can maybe see that, that maybe I could shout that, that you like the look of that you might have seen in the Premier League or, or from, from Europe? Uh, is there anyone that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, I would love, it probably wouldn't happen, but I would love to see us get Tange and Dombele on loan or something. Oh, um, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because obviously he's our favourite Spurs. And yeah, he's a terrific player. We were linked with him uh, originally before he went to Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I got really excited at that because I think he's a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. Struggled with form, he's struggled with Mourinho. But yeah, I think he could step in and do a good job for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theo, can you think of any central midfielders that might be a good shout for, for someone like Everton? I don't know if you're going to say it, but but maybe Ross Barkley. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Maybe I could. I I am a big Ross Barkley fan. Really, I always have been. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's an awesome player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what Everton miss as well, Ross Barkley. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Ross Barkley would be he'd be good at Everton now. Yeah. Do you think you you, you disagree with that, then, Jaden? Do you think a Barkley return would be? A bad thing, or because we've obviously seen likes of Rooney return yeah. and players of the past. Do you think maybe that's not the not the player that you need? Uh, I think a player of that kind of style, uh, I would definitely like to see back. Mm-hmm. But Ross Barkley specifically, I I wouldn't be too keen on that. Not mm-hmm. just because of the manner of which he left, but I, I think it's more the fact that I haven't watched him too much lately. But from you know watching him for countless years. He's never been a very intelligent player and he always seemed to struggle. Right. He used to run head-on to players uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes he would have the skill to beat them, beat his man. But a lot of the times he'd just end up running into defenders and losing the ball. Mm. I've seen that hundreds of times now and I just don't think I can watch it again. Mm. No, that's fair enough. So you think something fresh would be would be better? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I can agree with you there. I, I do like Barkley, but I think a, a team like Villa, I think if he can go to Villa and yeah. find his form, I think that's a good thing for him. But I've got a couple of suggestions. One player from the Premier League that might be a good shout is his teammate, is Ross Barkley's teammate at the moment, John McGinn. I, yes. I, I think John McGinn's a top player. And obviously, obviously, he's just returning from injury, so I think a season at Villa to, to re-establish himself mm. would be good. But at Hibernian and also at his f- first season in the Championship with Aston Villa, I, I've got to say I was I was mightily impressed by McGinn's uh, transition to, to the English game, and I think he's he is a good player. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think... I've got to say that I've got to be impressed by someone like John McGinn. Mm. And one player in, in Europe that I would say as well, is it a club that is also selling a lot of its best players, is Valencia at the moment. They're selling a lot of best players at the moment. And Carlos Soler is one of the standout players yeah. in Spain. And I think he is a, he is a good player, 23 years old, and and, and mm. it's got a lot of potential to him, to be, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where he can go in his, in his career. Mm. And I, th- I think if Everton can look to, obviously, uh, at someone like Carlos Soler, I think mm. they could pick him up from, for a cheap cheap fee because, yeah. again, as, as we know, Valencia are selling the players for, for cheap fees. So, yeah, some good shouts there. But, yeah, I would say John McGinn would be my first choice. I think if you yeah. can get someone like John McGinn, I think Everton are, 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 I think he's a really exciting player. And I think he's got a long career in the Premier League ahead of him. So moving on to some of the other players that they've got, going back to the squad list. Obviously, we've covered Tom Davies a wee bit. Obviously, Jaden, do you think Tom Davies needs to get a loan out somewhere, maybe maybe to another Premier League club, or, or, or where do you think he can go? I don't know. I'd quite like to see him stay with us. He was right. one player I was actually quite keen to see the back of, because uh, like Theo said about Andre Gomez, 
I think Tom Davies is a was a worse version of Andre Gomez. He offered nothing going forwards and nothing going backwards. Mm-hmm. But one thing you can say about him is he's a trier. He's got a good work ethic. And yeah, I think now that we strengthen midfield, I think there's a lot of players he can learn from. And if he can just pick his direction, if he wants to be an attacking player, a defensive player, if he can exert himself doing that, then mm-hmm. I, I think he could end up being a good player for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I, I think he had a an impact first season. I think that might have hit him a yeah. bit because yeah. everyone's was once he was starting to produce at the top level, everyone was expecting him to kick on even further. And I don't think he did. And I think that was the problem that I think he may, might have had first season syndrome a wee bit and was, was living off the hype, obviously, of him uh, to start with. And I think that's cooled a wee bit and he, his performances have, have, have slightly dropped. So I think if he can get a wee bit of game time, I personally think alone might be good. I think maybe for even half a season yeah. at a Premier League club and to come back in the summer and to get some game time, I think that might be worthwhile. Maybe a Brighton or a club of that, of that calibre would be, would be a good deal. So yeah, I think maybe that would be the best thing for him. They've also got Fabian Delph, who they brought from Man City. So Fabian Delph, Theo, uh, do you think he's he's a squad player to have around, or or do you think they should just sell him now that they've got all these new players? He's a utility player. I always think teams should have one utility player, and, and yeah, he he can play any position. He plugs the hole, <laughs> and he he snubbed Villa. So so yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Anyone that snubs Villa is quite good. So yeah, definitely. So yeah. D- What's your opinion then, Jaden, of Fabian Delph? Obviously, can, as Theo mentioned, as utility player can play left back, can play uh, central midfield, can play all over, the, all over the place, all over the the pitch. Do you think that's good to have for Everton, or do you think that it's time to say goodbye to him? No, I'm inclined to agree with Theo. I, um, I think he's an unexceptional. You know, he's an unremarkable player, but he's useful, and uh, you know, he's he's another solid five, six out of ten player. Never pulls a blinder, but. He doesn't look like the weak link whenever he plays. Mm, yeah, definitely. It's never. It, I think he always gives a, a 6 out of 10 performance. And yeah. I think Fabian Delph, yeah, he might be worthwhile. Uh, the only reason I would say maybe get rid of is, is depending on, on squad numbers. I think that's 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 the one thing yeah. they've got to look for is that once you start bringing in new players, you're going to have to minimise the rest of your squad. And there's, But there is a lot of Deadwood um, that Everton can get rid of. The Yannick Delassi, I see they're still, still at the club, yeah. Czech, Czech Tosin. Um, there's a number of players, Mo Best, yeah. as we mentioned, and they need to get rid of some of these players. Um, so yeah, definitely. Definitely a player worth having, but depends on the on, on squad numbers. So another few players, obviously, Gilfie Sigurdsson. You said he, he, he started to pick up his performance again, Jaden, because I personally felt Gilfie Sigurdsson he kind of lost himself a wee bit in, in this Everton squad. And it's good to see that if he if he's found, refound his form, do you think um, he's going to be a key player this season? I, I can't see him being a key player at all. But right. I think one thing that Everton struggled with last season was creativity. And he's always been looked to as our creative player. And he, he just isn't. He isn't a creative player. But this season, uh, you know, you've got a bit more flair on the pitch. The game's a little bit faster. And yeah, he's really stepped up. He's... Uh, He's more ambitious with his passes. He's more ambitious with his shooting. He's uh, he's looking to get forwards more. He's more vocal. And yeah, he, he just seems, you know, 10 times the player he was last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing. I think Gilfie Sigurdsson, he's, he's a creative player. He is 31, but yeah, is, is, is a creative player. He can create something out of nothing, really. And I think that's that's always good to have. On to another player, Theo. I'll come to you with Alex Awobi. Alex Awobi, do you think he's, he's a player that Everton really 
should have kept and, and they signed him for quite a decent chunk of money. I think it was about 20 odd, 30 million or something. I don't know what the price was exactly, but do you think he's he's a player that Everton should keep around or, or do you think it's time to move him on as well? He's absolutely awful. <laughs> it's time to get rid of him. Arsenal, what a deal they did. Was it 40 million they got for him? Oh, I, I don't know. It was I think 30, yeah. It was 30, yeah. 30. It was about 30. Ah, he's one of the worst players to play in the Premier League. They, yeah. I, I was watching the Palace Everton game actually, and they said R- Rodriguez coming off for Iwobi, and the comment, the idiot commentator went, "It's a like for like swap." Oh, and I thought, right. "No, it's not. It's not. It's like, that's like it's like taking a footballer off and bringing a plant pot on. It's you know, <laughs> like for like." <laughs> Definitely, that, that's I love that comparison. You come out with some bangers there, you, and that's one of the top ones on the podcast. I got to say, like Thanks. a plant, Alex Iwobi, like a plant pot. We should just make a T-shirt after that. that that's- yeah. Some of your comments should just be t-shirt slogans, mate. Yeah, so I think, I, I personally agree with you. I think Alex Iwobi, I think he's a limited player, I've got to say. Jaden, do you think, do you agree with us? Do you think he's a limited player? Or do you think he can maybe give Everton something they've not got? Or do you think they should be bringing someone else in? Because I've got a couple of suggestions on, on the wing that, that, that Everton should be going for. Yeah, I, I think he's awful. I, I think maybe there's potential, you know, give him to the end of the season to really step up because he has been awful. Yeah. He's an absolute liability and he offers nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Marcel Brands has fairly switched on and he must have seen something in him mm-hmm. to have justified spending that money. I, I refuse to believe that, that they panicked by the uh, panic board and spent 30 million on him for no reason. Mm-hmm. But I can't see it myself. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'll definitely be glad to see him replaced. Yeah, definitely. And one of the last wingers is Bernard. He's also another player. I think he is, he's, he's 28, but I think he's, he is a limited player as well, personally. I think he, he's got a skill here, here and there, but I, I do think they need to be looking for a winger. So the couple of suggestions that I've got is one player that's really hit the ground running this season in La Liga. And that's uh, Mikel Oyarzabal from Real Sociedad. He's really kicked on this season. He's got seven or seven league goals at the moment this season. Wow. Really, kicked, really kicked on at the moment. And I think a lot of teams will be after his signature from Sociedad. I've got to say that I'm really impressed by his output this season. And, and even the season before, he was, he was really, really strutting his stuff, really, I've got to say. He, was, he got 10, 10 league goals last season as well. So even more so kicking on this season, getting seven already. And that, that, that shows a significant improvement. He got 11 assists last season. So yeah, I, again, consistent performances over year, yeah. year over year. So I think if a lot of teams will be after his signature, but I've got to say 23 years old, if Everton can get in there quick, like the lamp days we said, players on, on, on a rise, I think they can get our Yarzabal from Sociedad. Does that sound a good player to you, Jaden? Or Yarzabal? Do you think that would be a type of signing that Everton could sign? And, and do you think he could really bring this flair to Everton that they might not have on, on the wings? Yeah, I, I think it would be an ambitious signing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I would be delighted if we were able to get in. You know, uh, like I said, we, we this season we seem to be scoring goals from more positions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not enough. Yeah, I think if we need to kick on, we we need to be strengthening wings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he sounds like a terrific player. I'm very limited with what I have seen of him, but from what I have yeah. seen, I'm well impressed. 
Yeah, definitely. And Theo, do you think that's a good shout, or do you have you got any suggestions yourself for for maybe a winger? Or do you think are yours supposed to stand out candidate on the left wing, or maybe even a right wing? Is it, have you got any right wingers that you could suggest maybe? Yeah, Isabel's I, I, a, a good shout. I, I quite like him. I like Leon Bailey myself. I've, I've been a fan of him for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I don't think he, he's too bad a player. Yeah. Worth a punt. I think Everton. I don't know if, if wingers are, are a major priority, but yeah, I like the Oyarzabal. Or Yarzabal, yeah, Oyarzabal. Yarzabal. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I'm I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a good player, and and if he can have a cracking season at Sociedad, I think Everton are going to be in competition for his signature if they were to mm. go for someone like him. Another player on the right wing that I'll, I'll quickly suggest as well is Don, Domenico eh, Berardi from Sassuolo as well. He had a cracking year last year. I think he got around about 14 goals for Sassuolo last year and 10 assists as well. So he's he's a real player. And he's got three goals and two assists this season as well. So wow. um, again, showing consistency year on year. So definitely a player. And he's 26 years old. An Italian. So a, yes. Carlo, a type of Carlo signing. That I think yeah. see someone like that uh, and plays on the right wing as well. So definitely some players there that I personally think clubs that are Midland clubs uh, in, in Europe's top five leagues, but teams that Everton could go to and maybe yeah. get, on, get on a good deal or, or maybe even pick up where the big clubs might not take that risk yeah. on that, that, those types of players. I do, I do like Leon Bailey that you suggested there, Theo, but the only downfall I think of Bailey is he is in a bit of bad form at the moment and, and his injury history can be a bit not the best. So I think you've got to be careful with Bailey and not expect him to cut. If he comes in for big money, I think the expectation's on him to kick on right from the start. And I, I think that might be might be a bit of a risk, personally. Moving on to the strikers then. So the main man at the moment, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Jaden, obviously one of your own as well. Yep. How excited are you for, for, for him this season? Do you think he can get the, the, the golden boot this year? I mean, I don't think he'll get the golden boot because, I mean, Kane has just looked in terrific form yeah, has, as yeah. usual. And he, unlike every other season, he's actually had a good start to the season this year. So, yeah, I, I can't see Calvert-Lewin getting the golden boot. But it's not about, you know, it's not just about him being top scorer that excites me. It's the fact that I said to the missus uh, the other day, I was like, you know, I really like Calvert-Lewin, but the one thing he's lacking is technical ability. And I've eaten my words this season. Yeah. You know, he's got, you know, he's just become so much more complete. He was always a terrific player in the air, you know, really strong, really quick. But now, you know, he doesn't look like a liability in, in the striking department. You know, he's a good finisher. One thing he does need to work on is he's a great poacher, mm-hmm. but outside of that 18-yard box, he doesn't tend to do too much. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't tend to take a shot on from out there. He's good at throwing himself at the end of every other chance, but yeah. he, he needs to have a more creative input as well. But yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. I, I personally think he reminds me, and obviously this is even before, well, just before I was born as well, but I, I watched old videos of Niall Quinn, someone back in the day, and he reminds me a bit of Niall Quinn. Mm. I think if you put someone alongside, obviously you had Quinn and Phillips back in the day at Sunderland, but yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if he, I think if you put him alongside a goal scorer, I don't know if Richarlison's that type of goal scorer though, that's yeah. my worry, but I think if you put him alongside a top goal scorer that's like buzzes around the pitch, I think yeah. I think I think you can get a good, like what's the word, a nice mixture if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, in in the striking department, so I think definitely something mm. to maybe look at for Everton because I think you could sell Richarlison on for for decent decent fee 
So maybe maybe looking at that maybe might be an idea. But Theo, obviously going to you quickly, obviously what's your opinion on Dominic Calvert-Lewin's start to the season? And do you agree that, that maybe he needs to improve on the rest of his game outside the, the 18-yard box? I've been so impressed with Dom, Dom Calvert-Lewin. He's been absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of uh, Dom Calvert-Lewin since, since he joined Barnes, um, Everton from... Sheffield or Barnsley, wherever he, I think it was Sheffield. Right. He's a he's a very good player. He's always had the the attributes, and I'm really really pleased for him. I I think he's gradually improving. I think in time his technical ability mm-hmm. will improve. I do agree. He's a bit bit raw there, but mm-hmm. just that goal he scored against Liverpool. Uh, oh yeah, brilliant. That was you can't you can't teach that. That is pure yeah uh, skill and. He's a monster. I'm a big fan of him, mm-hmm. and um, I, I like him up front for England because yeah. I think Harry Kane will turn into a midfielder soon. Oh, right. okay, that's a that's a rogue <laughs> show. Oh, no, I saw, I saw a, really? something on on um, on Twitter, and it was 100% true. He's yeah. having the same kind of career as Wayne Rooney, but right. just a bit sooner. So if you look how he plays for Spurs, he drops deeper now. Like Rooney did, so I reckon yeah. he'll become a bit more of a midfielder, and you'll have Calvert Lewin leading the line. Mm, that, that's an interesting shout. Yeah, I've got to say that England's got a number of options, and I think Dominic Calvert Lewin only only strengthens that as well, alongside Bashford, Sancho, Kane. I think, yeah, I, I think everything's got ex, got exciting strike force. Danny Ings as well, yeah, Danny Ings. Yeah, but Danny. no Jamie Vardy, so it don't matter. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he might. I think he deserves a slight recall. I'm not sure. I think maybe. Oh, he Gareth, definitely deserves a Gareth, recall. Gareth, I'd call him up myself. Gareth Southgate needs to reconsider that. I personally think, <laughs> and looking at bringing maybe Jamie Vardy back into the fold because, yeah, he's 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 still a top player, and sometimes you can't teach the, the things to the new boys. So. Jamie Vardy, worth a shout. So yeah, that, that that's that's good coverage over Dom Calvert Lewin. I'm excited to see what he can bring, and I think he can propel Everton forward as a football club. Mm-hmm. And and if he gets someone alongside him, yeah, I think he he might be worth. He might even become a better player. So going on to his partner at the moment, Richarlison. Obviously, there's been links to Barcelona and a few other clubs in Europe for about seventy million. Jaden, would you would you sell Richarlison if if you no. got offered that money? No, no, I love Richarlison. I think he's the beaten heart of the Everton squad. Mm-hmm. He's running up and down the pitch. Yeah, he's always, you know, in the 18-yard box when you need him as well. He's, uh, you know, I, I, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Sometimes he's a bit silly, throws himself into tackles he shouldn't do. He's still very raw like that. But he's, you know, he's such a hard worker and he's so technically gifted. And you can just always rely on him in difficult situations. Mm. Uh, he's consistent. He's not always... You know, he's not the sort of player the way he'll pop up and score a hat-trick. He'll never be an Aguero. Right. But, yeah, I, I just love him. And I, I think it would take a lot of money for us to sell him because mm-hmm. he's probably my favourite Everton player still. Mm. No, that's, that's fair enough. I personally think the only, the only thing that worries me about Richarlison is his temperament. Yeah. I think that can be a downfall. It can be a yeah. it can be a good thing sometimes with aggression, to be aggressive and to be in the face of the opposition. But sometimes he can get sent off silly as we've yeah. seen against Liverpool and, and I think that's the thing I think you need to have a calm head sometimes I, I, think, agree with that. I think that might be a problem Theo your opinion quickly on Richarlison before we wrap up today's podcast obviously we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up in a second but and get Jaden's opinion on finishing where, where Everton will finish in the league but your quick opinion on, on Richarlison then he's a decent player I think he's got potential he's a bit inconsistent but yeah there's no denying he's got the, the potential. And he's got yeah. he's got the he's at the right club for him at the moment. So 
Yeah. So do you think if Everton received that offer, would you would you personally accept that? If you, if around about seventy million, would you take that and and reinvest it in the squad? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing because I I would personally do that if if you got if Everton got a good offer, I think they could reinvest it quite well. And I don't know about strikers at the moment because strikers can be rare to come by, but I definitely think there's players out there that Everton could maybe target. I, I, I've got to say I like Alisson Player mentioned Gladbach I think he's a he's a top player and we've talked about him before Theo I th- we think he's a top striker is there anyone that you can think of maybe Jaden that Everton should add uh, to that to that strike force I, I mean this is a bit of an odd one but a player that I've, I've liked from day one since I've seen him in the Prem and I've mm-hmm. always thought he looks like an Everton player and that's Mitrovic I really do like Mitrovic right okay that's an interesting joke yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely he, a player to look at uh, you know he's he's tough you know he's strong. He's he's good in the box. Yeah, aggressive. I I, I like that. I, that's for me. That's what an Everton striker should be. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, that's a good way to 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 wrap up the the squad anyway. But we'll we'll go get your opinion quickly, Jaden. What's your opinion on Everton this season? Where do you think they are going to finish? Obviously, top of the league at the moment. But do you think they can keep that momentum and maybe even end up? Well, not winning the competition, but keeping the momentum to keep in the top four. Do you think that's a possibility, or do you think it's going to? They're just going to drop out and in, into Europe, maybe. Well, I think um, the reason that Everton has struggled so much for the past few seasons is because they haven't been playing particularly good football. Mm. This season, the quality of football has greatly impl- improved. I think if we're playing good football, the results will come. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, it depends on how well we're playing. I, I think if we can maintain this kind of form, then I think anything less than top six would be a disservice to the squad. I can't see us winning the title. I think top four's a push because yeah. there's some very, very, very strong teams. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, top six is there for the taking and I'd yeah. be disappointed if we got any less than that. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win the Premier League then? Your person, person, like, personal shout we we done our preview for the season and Theo said Man City I said Chelsea at the start of the season but obviously these teams Man United Chelsea and Man City they've not had the greatest start to the season so who do you think is going to win it do you think it's going to be your rivals Liverpool or who's what's your opinion I'm going to be rooting for Spurs um, rooting for Spurs yeah yeah uh, just I think uh, you know they're, they're playing so so well at the moment mm-hmm. but you know they're serial bottlers so I really hope that they can change that this season yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully they can maybe do one of the surprises of the season. I, I did put them lower to start with, but I've got to admit, I've been impressed with them so far. And yeah. I think the only problem with them is injuries. And, and that's, yeah. that's the thing they struggled with last season. So it depends how they can re- yeah. recover from for, for that, if that does happen. Yeah. Theo, just going to you last, obviously, what's your opinion on Everton? Do you think they can make top four or do you think they're just going to be fifth or sixth or... Obviously, you put them seventh. Did you put them seventh? Or, um, I think got, maybe I can't remember sixth or seventh. I think they've got a good chance of that fourth spot this season. I think mm-hmm. a lot depends on it. James Rodriguez is the big person who depends mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I, I think Everton will fall short and finish fifth, which is a fantastic season for Everton, mm-hmm. especially if they can maybe get to a cup final. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Europe next season, that would be really nice. So this is a big season for Everton, but... Yeah. I think uh, I think it'll be a good one for them. Yeah, nah, that's that's definitely a good shout. I put them six at the start of the season, but I think if they can get fourth, that would be amazing for the progression as a club and for the progression as a whole. And to bring in the players like the, we mentioned before, obviously, Oyarzabal, Bernardi, yeah. and maybe them, them players, if they can bring 
if they can get top four, I think they can definitely compete for them types of players yeah. to come into this squad. So I think fourth, yeah, would be would be massive for, for Everton Football Club. So yeah, that's a good way to wrap up the show. It was it was great to have you on again, uh, Jaden, uh, or Thanks, to have yeah. you on for the first time, and hopefully we can yeah. have you on again. So yeah, it was great to have you on and to talk about Everton a wee bit more. Um, Good stuff. Theo, as always, good to have you on as my co-host and yeah, bringing all your facts and knowledge and your, your strange opinions, obviously, um, on Alex Awobi and being a plant pot. Um, I think that's going to go down in the, in, in the books, in the history books. We'll have to, we'll have to get one point. We're going to have to get, do like not a podcast, but just get a video of us saying random stuff like that. <laughs> that's going to be quite funny for like something like Twitter or Instagram in the future. I think that I might have to do that in the future and, and go through some of Jordan. Good stuff. Anyway, thanks again all to our listeners for listening to this podcast. Don't forget us to, to follow on Spotify or Podbean.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, the In Fact Fanatics podcast. And yeah, we, we thank you again for, for listening. Tell all your mates about it. And yeah, hopefully you, you keep listening in. Thanks again. Right. Anyway, see you later. Bye. Bye.